Hello and welcome to Geek Space Nine, the discovery or rediscovery of the classic series Deep Space Nine from Tuscan Shed Media Network. With me, as always, is Peter. Hello. And Sarah. Hi, everyone. And I am Ben. So this week we saw season one, episode eleven, and episode twelve. That would be the Nagus and Vortex, respectively. So, first up, while well, we said that uh, I asked the question to the gang last time if we were getting too many Quark episodes, what do we get? But a big old Quark episode, Quark but... <laughs> Nothing but. A little bit more interesting, because we get the uh, what I found out to be the first appearance of several of a very fun character, which is uh, the Grand Nagus Zek, played by the one and only Wallace Shawn, you will know as... Uh, from My Dinner with Andre, or perhaps from Toy Stories, Rex, or perhaps most famously as uh, Benzini from Princess Bride. I never realized that he did the voice of Rex in Toy Neither Story, but now, now that I know, yeah, and I hear it, and it's absolutely him. It yeah, go through IMDb. Better. He's in all your childhood. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, dude. Yeah, he's he's Rex. So there you go. I'm just, uh, just blew my co-host's minds. And I was floored by the fact that Timothy Dalton was Mr. Pricklepants, but... Right. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, those voice actors, they can sneak up on you, man. Indeed. They pop you, up in the best places. You guys know Ernest, the guy who played Ernest, was a voice on Toy Story 2, right? Yeah. Yes. Wasn't he uh, the dog? Slinky, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just make sure we got all of our, our childhood yes. <laughs> heroes out of Very the in a row. Honestly, I, I'm, honestly, I'm pretty sure, like, like if like if we go back and like look and look at our favorite like animated films or cartoons, I mean look at the voice actors, we can probably we can we can probably like just like come up with a list of like maybe twenty people and say these people voiced our childhoods, all of it, them. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. This was a little bit before our ch- our childhood, but the English dub of Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind is just unbelievable. It is full of like. Hmm. Fantastic, well-known, um, well, I would say voice actors, but they're also, like, actor-actors. Right. I, I know Patrick Stewart was involved, and that was oh, my first Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did know that. Shock. But then they just kept going. I was like, oh, my God, this movie has everyone. Anyway, back to... <laughs> kind of a segue back well, to Star Trek. Well, I, I, I'm going to go off the rails one more time, and okay. that if you've not seen the American first issue of Nazca Valley of the Wind when it was just kind of released on like VHS or kind of got an official release they renamed it Warriors of the Wind and there is a poster that is so stupid and so not anything that's in the movie it's amazing oh no just, just google Warriors of the Wind poster and you'll see it's a a nightmare <laughs> it's fascinating it's one of the most famous like uh, oh my complete gosh. butchering of a what great movie. Mess. What? <laughs> this no. is a mess. Yeah, it's it's. Are, is there are there even Pegasus in that movie? No. no. The only thing that's kind of in it is is Nausicaa in the right hand corner, but she's oh. not wearing pants. You know, yeah. so like, I'm sorry. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know where lightsaber lava man comes from. Or robotic Skeletor shooting laser gun I was comes from. I about to say robotic Skeletor. I am so <laughs> glad we were on the same page about that. So yes, uh, if anyone's listening, please Google this 
poster. It's a masterpiece. It It'll give in. you a nice like ten seconds of confusion and <laughs> and, and, and some humor. Oh my goodness, what is this? And definitely like, compare it to another one. Like watch it versus the other two. Anyways, back to the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we had this week uh, the Nagus. So in this episode, Quark is. Uh, doing his quirk thing, and all of a sudden the Grand Nagus, who's essentially, I would say, the kind of half leader of the Ferengi and half the Don. We even yeah. get a good Godfather oh, 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 joke oh, oh, later on. Uh, he shows up and uh, reveals that he wants Quark to take over as Grand Nagus, and mainly to uh, help push uh, the Ferengi into the Gamma Quadrant, where no one knows but they're a bunch of sleazebags. Yeah. And they can take uh, over as they will. Yeah, because he's uh, so impressed that Quark's bar is, like, right there. He's like, how could you? He's like, you did a great job putting your bar here. And Quark's like, I had no idea. And he's like, exactly. <laughs> and so we get a good bit of with Quark trying his best to be the godfather, essentially, and failing pretty miserably. And right about it seems that Quark's about to kill, be killed by his own brother and the Nagus' son. It's revealed that Nagus is alive the whole time. And he's not mad at his son for trying to kill Quark. He's mad that he tried to kill him too quickly. <laughs> and that he didn't uh, rule over. And so the Nagus is alive. He goes off and we'll see more of him later on, I, say, I assume. So what do we think of the episode, The Nagus? I really enjoyed it. I mean, I feel like Wallace Shawn as king of the Ferengi had a lot to so do perfect. with that. Yes. Such and, a perfect um, casting. I'm I, I so know. glad it's not the only time. Oh, does he come back? Uh, at least a couple more times, I know. So yeah, I'm if it was the very excited. Time, I'd be disappointed. Excellent. Sorry, what were you saying, sir? Oh, just uh, yeah, it was uh, it was more of a fun episode, I think, than anything else. Like, what would happen if uh, Quark was suddenly given a lot of power, or at least the um, you know the 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 illusion of having a lot of power and obviously it you know starts to go to his head a little bit it's it's not power on the starship just power among the ferengi and um you know um pretty much falls to pieces around his ears which is a, a fun analogy for ferengi that i didn't um, yeah. didn't intend until i said it <laughs> Peter, did you enjoy this episode? Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed it. It, it. it was definitely fun, and like, and and I and, and I will and I will say, like Quark trying to be the trying to be the Nagus, he looked fabulous. <laughs> like I, I can't, I can't wear, I can't wearing that. I, I can't call it a cape. What, what would you call it? Like, I don't know that purple cloak, sh cloak, yeah, cloak. shawl, cloak whatever. Cloak. Walking around, and he's like, "Dude, you are." You, it's, it's like he, like he was really feeling himself, <laughs> really feeling himself, and all, of, like all of his stink. He was all, he was all up in it. It was really funny. It yeah, really especially funny. Uh, the the Godfather parody moment where he's stroking a weird bug-like creature, which I think, Sarah, you said you recognize from TNG. Yes, that that was in a TNG oh, yeah. episode. Uh, it was some sort of endangered species that the enterprise was transporting to somewhere safe uh, and I'm, I'm looking through the the summary of the nagus on memory uh -huh. alpha and i'm trying to find the name of that critter but i can't yeah i was looking there too and i couldn't find it which is like did sarah recognize something that like no it's definitely a thing i believe you i believe you yeah. 
I'm surprised. Come on, Memory Alpha. You're supposed to be the nerdiest. We can't out-nerd you guys. We're just watching Deep Space Nine for the first time here. Hmm. God's sakes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this episode quite a bit, too. It's uh, it, it, Wallace Shawn is just so perfect as a Ferengi really? leader. He's just so perfect. I mean, as soon as yeah. I read that... He was gonna play him. I was like, ah, oh, this yeah, is gonna be and, good. And like, and, and to and to go back to to go back to like, like earlier when you when you when you were when when you were listing some of the stuff that that people might know him from, it's like, yeah, when you consider that stuff, this really was like right up his alley. It was so perfect. Oh yeah, totally. And I was so worried at first because when he first comes on for like first act or two, his son is speaking for him mostly. Like, oh no, don't waste that brilliant Wallace Shawn voice. And thankfully, no, he's <laughs> just. Absolutely. And then he comes uh, in with that giggle, and I lost it. Oh, <laughs> that was like evil clown stuff. And like for for a split second, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Please don't appear in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, this this episode is kind of a perfect example when we're talking about Quark of why. Maybe if you're tired of Quark, why this kind of episode would drive you nuts. Like I said, I wasn't yet, but it's it does all the Ferengi things that can maybe get old, like. I thought it was fun, but the the whole thing with like uh, Nog's kid, uh, name I keep forgetting. Um, what's Nog's kid's name? Uh, no, 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 Nog is the kid. Rom is the adult. Yeah, right. yeah, Rom. No, Nog, uh, like, is like there's a whole little su- minor subplot about how uh, um, when uh, the Nagus hears that uh, Nog is in a uh, human-run school, they, he makes fun of uh, Rom and Rom does a very like purposeful turnaround you know kind of joke where it's like you go straight to your room and no studying you're not be seen with these humans it's like okay yeah it's uh the, the kind of joke where it's like you know instead of being a bad boy who's like not going to school he's being bad by going to school like it's mm-hmm. it's those kind of jokes that like could probably get old but i enjoyed them this episode yeah yeah and they also did enjoy Quark being like, "Oh, I'm not mad at you, Nog. I'm proud of you. <laughs> like you're getting better." <laughs> yeah, he was, like that was. I liked that him, at, at the end. He's like, "You know what? I actually wasn't pissed. Like I'm actually impressed that you planned to kill me. That shows your cunning." <laughs> no, he almost got away with it. Right? If you had just been like a couple seconds faster before before your dad showed back up, I'd be dead, and you'd be and you'd be running stuff. Congratulations, good on you. <laughs> also, Nog might be the scummiest person on D Space Nine. I like oh, his wrong. mover. He's like, you mean he's like, and Quark's like, you're going to clean all these bars. And Nog's like, son, you're going to clean all these bars. It's Rom, not Nog. Nog is the son. Sorry, sorry. The, Rom told Nog. We've been saying Nog for so long mistakenly that it's like, I, I can totally get it. We're a bunch of Ferengi racists. Can't get mm. anyone's name right. Ugh. No, but what 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 did, what did y'all think of the of, of the of the subplot between uh, Nog and Jake though? Like, it's sweet. I mean, I, they keep yeah. mentioning it over and over again, and it was it was a nice little turnaround for for Cisco. The only thing I have a problem with Cisco is I wish he would smile a little bit more. Like, yeah, there's that scene where he sees his kid, and I was like, he purposely chooses not to smile, and I'm like, oh, he's like, I am a father. I must be strong. It's like, no, <laughs> dude, you, you realize you're proud of your son. Like you realize that your son is actually not like a troublemaker. Uh, looks like uh, sorry to interrupt, but on the internet ticker, Sarah found out the uh, creature's name. 
Yes. Sarah, what's it called? It's called a Gilvo. Ooh. And uh, it was in the... Crap, i got to go back to it. It was in the Next Generation episode, New Ground. Um. And it's just, you know, kind of looks like a stick, except it's alive. <laughs> no biggie. I, I definitely think that was one of the uh, whole, uh, uh, he needs a weird pet. What do you got in the prop department? Uh, we got some of these. All right, yep. that works. It's like, give me some, give me some. <laughs> I always like that about Star Trek. It's just, mm. you notice these. Uh, there's a good joke in one video I saw, because in Generations, um, uh, like, it's at one point the ship crashes and, like, they're going through the old ship. And, uh, Picard picks up, like, that old ancient artifact that, like, he was so wowed by that he got in one episode of TNG. But in the thing, they're just picking up shit and throwing it away. So, like, a guy did a good recut of the two where he's like, oh, this is so amazing. (laughs) This is such a unique, rare, beautiful item. I can never take it. (laughs) (laughs) One of those funny moments when uh, you don't realize the prop you're using, but the nerds who pay attention do like everyone calls you out, and it always <laughs> happens. It always happens. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if, like, yeah, you make a Star Trek or Star Wars show now. It's like you got to remember, like, everything I make is gonna be canonical. You know. I mean, we're definitely gonna find out next year when Star Trek uh, Destiny is it Destiny Discovery. Destiny? Discovery. I'm sorry. When, when Star uh-huh. Trek when Star Trek Discovery premieres, like, all the nerds are gonna be coming. All, all the Trekkers are gonna be coming out for that because. This is the first TV series since what Enterprise, and that ended, I think, in like like two thousand four or something. Yeah, wow. yeah, it's been almost uh, almost uh, longer than a decade. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a good like twelve, 12 years. Tw- twelve years now, thirteen years when it premieres. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll find it. Oh yes, like, yes, we will definitely crazy. have to uh, do something involved with uh, reviewing that show. Absolutely, yes, for sure. My 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 only my only issue with it, and it's not really an issue, but it's more of just like a damn it. Is that is that is that um, is that uh, dis- this discovery is going to be on um is going to be on uh, what's what's it called? It's, it's like CBS All Access. Mm-hmm. So it's AKA online, which AKA pay to watch. Yes. Yeah, and it sucks because everyone else is going to get it on Netflix besides the US and Canada. So it's just like right. oh, but at least that means that uh, All Access doesn't work out. Netflix will probably keep it going because I imagine they, you know, we're helping with this. <laughs> I think we're all watching on Netflix, and yeah, that's true. I think Netflix has been great for a lot of people to get to the show. It's like, oh, shit! Like almost all the movies and all the shows, like yeah. And with some of, and with, with and with some of the original programming they, that, that 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 they've been able to create, it's fantastic. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's actually a great platform, especially especially considering how 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 they're how. How they have and are, how they have and are planning on potentially bringing some shows back for a season or two, like with the rest of development before, and then, um, and then, and then, and then I think, and then I think Netflix is uh, is in, is in talks with bringing back, uh, bringing back Young Justice for a third season, which I would love because that show was amazing, and I do not like Cartoon Network for canceling it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they really should have. Like y'all should watch that show. It's actually really fantastic. It's well done. You, I've heard, I've heard, but uh, yeah, especially in season two, be mad at- it was so good. It's, but I think uh, definitely Netflix uh, will will keep hold of Star Trek Discovery if uh, CBS decides to drop it or something. So I think we'll have Star Trek to come. Mm-hmm. So is there uh, much else to talk about for this particular episode? Well, I'm uh, I'm 
reading some of the trivia at the end of the Memory Alpha page for this episode. Uh-huh. It says, uh, the character Morn is seen laughing in this episode. He never opened his mouth again throughout the series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like Morn. I don't know why. He's just one of those minor characters who doesn't do anything, but he's, like, always there. Yeah, he's the guy, the kind of, like, uh, big frilly head guy who's always in the bar, right? Yeah, before. yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I like a character like that who's always just like. Cork always seems kind of mad at him or yelling at him or something, and I wonder if he can even understand. I basic, you know. I don't think. He, I don't think. I don't think he's mad. I. I think. I. I. I guess he's more of just like pay your tab because. because <laughs> yeah, because like once again, thank you, Memory Alpha. But Morn is a Lor- was a Lorian, who was a frequent patron of Quarks of Quarks and his best customers. So it's like. So it's like Quark okay. definitely appreciates his business. For sure. Mm. We just never seem actually drink anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also appreciate that uh, the ending uh, that uh, he fails not because he tries to kill Quark because he didn't follow the proper rules of business. Right. You know, proper rules of Ferengi that you're supposed to, you can hide in the shadows and build your empire like that and make Quark think he's running things and then eventually kill him when the time is right. It's like, ah, it's not that you were evil, it's that you were evil in the wrong way, which is what's yes. classic Ferengi logic. And when you think about it, that's actually a pretty smart way to do it. No, totally, totally. Have, have, the have, have, have a figurehead. I mean, I mean, with the I mean, it's, like with the number of times it's been done, in like like uh, in other TV shows or movies. I mean, I mean, even thinking about um, Iron Iron Man three with with how, with how the Mandarin was just a figurehead. I like that reveal. A lot of people hate that, but uh, I liked it. I always, and, and, always thought it was fun. And, and I and I, I, I yeah I, I like that reveal, and I I also liked in the one off that that, that that they did afterwards because of the anger of the fans. Um, what was it called? Like like all all hail the king or something. You, yeah, you, you yeah. Find, yeah. You find out that the Mandarin actually is real, and that he's pissed off with that guy for playing mm. him. <laughs> so he, so he yeah. has kidnapped or something. Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a, a reaction to the fan reaction as well. But it was a well done. It's always funny. Interesting. Well, I think it's also something that'll be interesting about Discovery is a uh, fuller kind of upped the gayness of of for lack of a better term <laughs> the 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 uh, homosexual overtones. I'm glad that's a better term uh, of Hannibal when he found out that the show had a huge following. Uh, no, like a Tumblr and the oh, gay community yeah. or other people, you know. Like, we're baiting. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I think it worked for that show, and I, I oh, think yeah. it was good to do for that show. So uh, I, for a guy who kind of knows his fan base and is interested in it, I'm very curious what that's going to be like. Because, you know, right. you said the Enterprise was around like kind of the beginning of the Internet, and obviously Star Trek nerds have always been on the Internet. But uh, when it's a bigger, louder more vocal, visible, on-the-nose fan base. I'm very curious what that's going to do that is true. to the series in the future. That's a good point. Also, though, uh, for the, the queer baiting in Hannibal, isn't Hannibal one of the shows where the lesbians make it out alive? They don't die, at least by the end there of the series. There we go. Hooray. I kept See? thinking they were going to and waiting for it. but uh, Exactly. Never, that's what TV realized. does to you, Ben. <laughs> it does. Well, it's also what Hannibal does, because... Some yeah. people die, but uh, but you're right on that front too. So it was like mm, their life is too perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe if this show kept going, it might have happened. But 
And also Hannibal told one of the lesbians, I'm going to straight up kill you at some point. But, uh, you know, that never happened. So. And she was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, Hannibal had different things to do. He had a he had to have a weird relationship with his psychiatry patient. Oh, wow. Hannibal's a great show, everyone. Go watch it. It's one of the best shows ever <laughs> Clearly, made. Clearly, I need to. It's such a good show. Um, so, I think we, we covered the Nagus. Are we good on that? Yeah, I, I, will, I will. I will say. I will say the like, la, like last thing uh, in re, in reference to Jake. I, I, th- I think. I think I said in an early ep- earlier episode how I was hoping that we'd get to see Jake because he's pretty much absent from this entire series for the mo- for the most part. Even even though even though they kind of made a big deal about him about, about him and Cisco in the first episode. So I'm so I'm glad we got to see at least some kind of plot involving him. Yeah, I I, I totally agree, and I'm I hope they don't just keep him. Uh, they seem to be hinting at it, and the show's openly reference sex you know like they basically have now confirmed that the hollow suites are in fact prostitute programs essentially yeah so uh and i think he even said the word sex once so i am curious if like they're going to talk about his sexual maturation and things like that and showing that i think that could be very interesting yeah i hope they do go down that road like like you said so right now it's just jake's kind of like there but you're starting to see a little bit more of that teenager like rebellious right. stuff that can be kind of boring so but yeah. i like this one this one was sweet yeah thank you deep yeah. space nine for showing us that even in the far off future parents like or the very least human parents still find it very awkward to talk to their children about the birds and the bees <laughs> <laughs> i imagine it's even tougher yeah for it's like what if your teenager starts dating an alien race right i don't know and how like, their God, that's genders work or whatever their sexual organs work it's like eh, i don't even know <laughs> that's a whole different do- that's a whole dozen different ball fields not just one, <laughs> not just, one just several uh, to go off the rails once again there's a great joke in mass effect 3 where uh you can talk to the scientist about yes. dating an alien Warden. and he usually gives you like very graphic detailed sexual advice <laughs> like yeah like, uh, yeah you want to which I found very funny. <laughs> and Morden is so upfront, and you know, so Morden is so upfront about. It. He's like, "Do this, do that, do this. Be careful of this." And you're just like, "What?" <laughs> I appreciate that. I Morden appreciate that. that uh, Morden is that is that weird uncle who who doesn't care, and who is like really weird, but you kind of love him anyway. Yes, totally. <laughs> I love Mass Effect. So the uh, the next episode was Vortex. We're starting to. Uh, Little glimpses of Odo's past, or, Odo's, uh, or rather Odo's uh, makeup, who he is, what he is. Right. So in this episode, uh, we get to a, add to the list of, more of some of stuff Odo and Odo transforms into. Oh, yes. what did he transform into? I don't think I wrote <laughs> just, down. Just to point that out from the get-go. He is the the drink glasses. Right. Yes, he's the drink glasses. I did write that down. We're now at five, everyone. Five <laughs> things. So. <Yay. laughs> yes. Um, uh, on the ship, uh, Cork, uh, he's following uh, Cork's doing some weird illegal business when he he's, turns into a glass, as we mentioned. Uh, Odo. And in the room, a uh, sort of terrorist, sort of bad guy kills one of these two twin species who are kind of like um, psychically link. Uh, for reasons I wasn't really quite sure on, but um, anyways, we'll talk about that. But he, he 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 kills one of the guys. They put him in prison, uh, and uh, Odo discovers that the prisoner knows about his race. He even has a little pendant that uh, 
is uh, the goo that uh, Odo is made of that can turn into like a key. So uh, Cisco orders Odo to take him back to the Gamma Quadrant and drop him off with his people because he's because apparently his people a, are pissed. People are pissed, and it seems like he's a, a terrorist killer, but in actuality, he's more of a freedom fighter type guy who's like uh, basically got screwed over by what seems like a dictatorship, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the the guy says, you know, if you take me to this planet, I'll show you your people. Uh, they get there. Oda discovers that the people aren't there, but that uh, his the prisoner's race did believe the changelings were these kind of godlike creatures uh, who once ruled sort of the, the land of the Gamma Quadrant but have not been seen since. And uh, Then we discover that uh, the guy, what he actually had on the planet was his daughter, and then uh, Odo decides to do the right thing, and instead of turning the guy into the dictatorship, uh, warps to over to a Vulcan, I guess they live their lives in Vulcan land or somewhere else. But uh, Odo's left uh, still wondering a little bit more what he is, got a name for himself, a changeling, but uh, still not sure where his people are, if they're still alive, and why he's where he is. So, what do we think of this episode? I think I, I liked it more at the beginning of the episode than I did at the end, because, I mean, I know we're still in season one of a several season show, um, but I was all excited because I was like, oh, we're finally going to get to find out more about Odo. Hooray, this is great. And then we don't really. And it was like, psych, never mind. Mm-hmm. Although yeah, I appreciated yeah. the guy's cleverness of, you know, I'm going to bait you with information that you think I have so that you'll do what I want you to do. Yeah. And then he's like, well, no, I was just kidding. I just needed you to get me out of here. <laughs> right, right. I'm not going it's... without my daughter. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was quite it's sweet, overdone, but sweet. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was like a little bit like uh, you know, the, the Star Trek thing of simplifying him to the point of like, I'm a perfect person, and this place is a dictatorship, and it's like, all right, okay, a little much, but uh, it still worked for what it was. But I agree, it was like, oh, it's interesting to learn a little bit more about Odo, but it did feel just more tease than, mm-hmm. than info. Which, like I said, season one, and they obviously want to. He's a little bit, so it's like, oh, okay, you get a name, and you get, like, there are more than just him, but right. uh, it is also, like, a thing of, like, where it starts out, it's like, oh, he seems to know so much about him, but by the end, it's like, oh, no, they're just a myth, and I don't really know anything concrete, and your guess is as good as mine, <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's definitely a, an interesting turnaround, and I don't know if that key's ever going to come back or not, but, uh, yeah, I agree. No, well, it's like it, a little it, bit of it, a, it sidebar. With him still wearing the necklace uh, with the, with the goo, so I mean, it could still pop back up as a, as like a, as an object of significance to him. Yeah, I think so. Uh, that's a. I'll be curious. Yeah, if he's gonna wear that necklace from now on or have it nearby or anything like that. What did you think of Odo's random little like soliloquy there at the end, right before he went back to the space station? Yeah, that was uh, interesting. I don't know. Like Odo's just not a soliloquy kind of guy, so I guess it was a little bit surprising. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I mean, I wish there was a better way to convey that than him just straight up saying what was going on in his head. I don't know. Yeah, I think he said like little friend, and was like, it called it cousin <laughs> or cousin. something. Cousin, yeah, yeah that's cousin, what it was. Because I was like, that be- yeah, because when Bashir was looking into the pendant, that he was like, he was like, in essence, it's kind of your cousin. Uh, da, 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 da. Ah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. The, uh, Odo is definitely one of the more fascinating characters, and I think you're right, Sarah, that it's like, perhaps there's some easier, cleverer way to do it than just him straight up being like, one day, we'll see. It, it's, it was nice to see that the actor get a little bit more range, because he's just often, at least this first season, just in charge of being right. angry man. Yeah. Yelling at people. And not that he doesn't do it very well and very fun and very charmingly, but I can imagine the actor being a little bit bored of doing that now and again. And uh, it was nice to see a little bit more range, but I agree it was maybe a little bit of a clunky ending. I think I would have at least been satisfied if 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 if, if he had been given like an actual name for for his people or like or some kind of direction instead instead of just actually I don't know anything but here. Right. I think the changeling, as far as I know, is an official term for oh, those okay. creatures. It's like their actual name, as far as I can tell. I don't want to do too much research into it because I want to be a little bit surprised, but. Uh, from what I've gathered, that's the official name from them, or at least the name that has, has been given to them by like, the people, who, the races that still remember them in the Gamma Quadrant. Yeah, well, okay, that's fair mm-hmm. enough. So, uh, what did y'all think of sort of the the, the main storyline revolving, we, we mentioned it briefly, but revolving the guy and his motivations and the villain and all that outside of Odo. Mm, I mean, it, it was it was interesting using his daughter as, as his as his motivation for tricking Odo. It, because, because, gosh, I, I, I feel like, I feel like that's 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 a trope that is seen so often in in, in, t- in TV and film and, and even and even video games for that matter and, and other and other forms of media where, where where like where if it's if it's essentially a single father then their daughter is the motivation if it's a single mother their son is the motivation hmm. yeah yeah it's never um it's never the other way around <laughs> it's never like uh you're right it's like almost never same sex like uh mother, daughter, or father, son. It's always like the protector kind of thing. Because if that kind of thing is going to happen, then it turns into a comedy where they're always fighting, or a drama where they're always fighting. <laughs> That's true. We have like sort of set rules in terms of who's allowed to be an orphan and who's allowed to be like, in trouble. Who's, and allowed, who's allowed to be, to be an orphan? Like... Oh my god. <laughs> That's true. No, that's that's straight up a line from Annie. She's like, yeah. you're not a boy. Orphans are boys." Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> good, good pulse there. I love Sarah, that. Sarah a good pulse this week. Aha. Sarah also figured out the the music that sounds like uh, yeah, Deep Space yes. Nine because she's uh, still she's a music nerd. Sarah, you want to just tell us again what that was? So oh, yeah. Well, um, as I was watching one of the episodes today and listening to the um, the sort of opening credits music, I realized that it sounded an awful lot like Fanfare for the Common Man by Aaron Copeland. And I don't know if they did that on purpose or if it has any deeper meaning or just it's it's purely coincidental. It's probably purely coincidental, but I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, just no, with totally the agree, right? sort of trumpet solo backed, um, just, I don't know. Go listen to Fanfare for the Common Man, and you'll probably see what I mean. For sure. 
I mean, I'm yeah. Not. So I think I think part of my problem with the dude is that I just didn't really feel bad for him in terms that he actually did kill one of those guys. Like they were I bad dudes, either. but they yeah, yeah. He wasn't really a like, sympathetic uh, character. No, no, he's kind of a jerk for most of the episode until then, and certainly it didn't seem like his planet was the most welcoming, nice place, but they put a weird line where he wasn't quite a political prisoner or something like that, but he also was kind of a jerk, so, yeah, yeah, his family got killed, it was just like, he still killed that guy, (laughs) and like, the idea of being like a symbiotic twin species where you can no longer, like, you feel incomplete for the rest of your life. Like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you ruin that guy's life, you know? I can get it. Twins for your, for your race shit. Yeah. It's like yeah. Siamese twins, but without the yeah. actual connection. No, yeah, like, like, like the, like, what was his name? Croden. Yeah, Cro- Croden was the name of, was, was the, name of the, of the criminal guy. But yeah, like, the, the, like, the only time where I felt that, the only time I, where I felt like anyone was more of a jerk than him was when, was when, was when Cisco was talking to the, was talking to the Rakarian, Rakarian guy, uh, um, Rakarian guy on, on their, on their ship about, about, about Croden being returned to his people, where, where like, how, how he, didn't care about anything that Cisco had to say. Had no sympathy whatsoever. Didn't want to talk. Didn't didn't want didn't want to talk. And in, in fact, in fact, kind of used the kind of kind of used like like how 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 Starfleet functions as a way as a way to be like shut up, stop questioning me, just give him to us. I don't I don't give a damn about what you have to say. And it's like okay, dude, calm down. Yeah, yeah, no. It was nice. It was nice how, how, how they escaped the how, how they escaped the former twin um, in in like that cloud of in like that that, that, that cloud that cloud of whatever uh, whatever whatever it was. God, I forget, I forget what it was called. Tomer, but, 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 but I how, think. Yeah, how how I was like if we ignite it in the wrong way, it will explode. And it's like, oh, okay. So why are we here? <laughs> why? Yeah, sometimes you gotta go through here? explosive clouds to get where you gotta go, man. Yeah, no, that was, that was an interesting little uh, turnaround. I mean, the Vulcan was kind of a bit of a Deus Ex Machina kind of. Yeah, here's a second yeah. option for you. Yeah, it's like we were conveniently in the same part of the Gamma Quadrant that you are. <laughs> Let us help you with our first question. Vulcan. Uh, yeah, our first Vulcan on Deep Space Nine, as far as I know, too. At least the yeah, first one that talks. Like we, like we saw an explosion. Uh, are you all right? Yes, actually. But by the way, it's like. Uh, <laughs> I guess it's just gonna work out for itself. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a mess of an episode. I think now the more I think about it. I mean, towards yeah. the end, for sure. Yeah, I agree with, yeah, what Sarah said. You know, it starts out very interesting, but you don't learn much much about Quark and sorry, Odo, and you don't learn much about. Uh, you learn a lot about the guy, but it's not very interesting. Either. Right. It's Ooh. stuff that could have been like that could that could have been more or less explained in like in a few in like a handful of scenes instead of instead of it taking a full like forty five minutes to get there. Definitely. So, is there much else to say about uh, Vortex? I don't think so. They, I, there weren't really any side plots in uh, in this one. It was pretty much just. Uh, Croden and Odo and the yeah. Severed Miradorn twin. 
Yeah, it was a pretty straightforward episode, this one. Yeah, I think so. Alright, so uh, coming up next, we will talk about next time Battle Lines, which uh, sees the return of Kai Apaka. And then the Storyteller, which I believe is a, an O'Brien episode. So, we'll look forward to those next week. Uh, in the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to our show wherever you can find it. Be sure to rate and review it wherever you find it as well. It always helps the show find new listeners. Uh, be sure to check us out on TuscanShed.com, where you can see all of our wonderful shows there, including the Movie Gang podcast, including Feast for Bros, a Game of Thrones podcast, and uh, Save Point, a video game podcast. And I'm sure we'll have plenty more to come down the line. So, for everyone involved, we want to say thank you for listening, and we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.